When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. On the Sooner Sports Network, from Learfield, live at Moody's Country Store and Barbecue, this is Sooner Sports Talk, presented by Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue, bringing you the best in real Texas barbecue. Also brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors, the preferred sporting goods retailer of Sooner Sports. Bud Light, it's for the fans. Homeland, proud sponsor of Sooner Football. And by Riverwind Casino, still the one. This is Sooner Sports Talk. Now, here are your hosts, Teddy Lehman and the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue on a Tuesday night. It is time for Sooner Sports Talk. We're talking OU football. Sooners win in Lawrence 35-23. They got Tech coming up. This Saturday, 2.30 on Owen Field, just a couple of minutes, we're going to be joined by head coach Lincoln Riley. But at this point, please help me welcome the Butkus and Bednarik Award winner and the best color analyst in all of college football, Teddy Lehman, everybody. Untrue, but I appreciate it anyways, T-Row. What's up, bud? How we doing, man? I'm good. I haven't seen you since Saturday. How's things? I'm making it. I'm I'm. I'm making it through the week okay. Yeah, it sometimes was, that's all you can hope that's for. That's all you can hope for at this point. <laughs> Survive in advance and same for the football team as it is for me. Just move on, right? Let's linger no longer. We go live now to the Switzer Center where we are joined by the head coach of the Sooners. Please welcome in Lincoln Riley, everybody. Hi, coach. I guess. How are you tonight, sir? I'm, I'm really good. How are you guys doing? I think I'm doing good. Teddy's making it. Teddy's <laughs> making it. We've established that. So, uh, All right, Coach, well, let's start by looking back at the win over Kansas. I always like to open up with what did you like, what did you not like. So uh, relive Saturday for us a little bit. Yeah, uh, didn't like the first half, liked the second half. That about covers it. <laughs> um, yeah, we, we didn't play good at all the first half, obviously. Um, just uh, got off to a poor start. Uh, you know, I had Kansas there in third and long right off the bat. Chance to get off the field, didn't do it. I had 
you know, multiple penalties uh, on the uh, offensive side of the ball, defensive side of the ball, both in the first half, and dug ourselves a hole. Uh, just didn't play good football. And uh, had, to, had to rally, obviously, in the second half, got that done, um, you know, dominated the second half, uh, played much better. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, at this point, to put yourself in that position, excited that, once again, we were able to find a way to win uh, without our very best. Uh, we know that we're going to need that going forward. We're going to continue to push that direction. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I mean, there's you – know, it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's an interesting team, you know, as it evolves and, and as these guys kind of – as we start to – you know, we go through these different challenges, there's so much that we do well. And, honestly, there's several things that we maybe do better than the teams of the past that we've had here. Um, and then there's still – so much room for growth and so much more that we feel like we, you know, we can be. So it's, uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's, a, it's obviously an important time for us right now, you know, to, to take some of the steps that we know are there and we feel like if we can, then we could be a pretty tough out. You know, um, you, you mentioned it after the game that, you know, there's obviously some things we can do better, but this team finds a way to win football games and, I always try and tell people that winning is a skill. Um, there's a lot of teams that put that are always close but can never really get over the hump. Um, what is it about this group that, that you, you found gives them maybe that edge whenever something does have to happen late in the game or whenever that may be that everyone looks around and really feels that it is going to happen and can look to the next guy and know that someone out there is going to make a play? Yeah, we've we've been an elite finishing team. I mean, not a good one, an elite one, as good as any team I've ever been on, uh, especially you know through this point in the season. Um, which, as you know, you, you get in those tough moments, tough games. You know, like you described, that's it's not easy to do, man. Uh, you know, week in and week out. You know, especially with with us, where you you know you have a target on your back every single week. You're going to get. I said it today in the media, and it's, you know, Teddy, you've lived this. I mean, it's true. It's, you know, how our fan base or uh, people that support us, you know, people that watch our program, how they think about the OU Texas game, that's how everybody thinks about us when they play us. I mean, that's that's every week here. And so you're going to get people's best, and, and, and you've got to be able to respond. So to be able to do that every time has been key. And I think the biggest thing that's shown up to me, one of the biggest positives is when, for us, when maybe one side of the ball has not been at their best, the other side of the ball has typically been really, really, really good. And that's why we've been able to survive some of these ups and downs. I say survive. We've been able to overcome some of these ups and downs and win every single ball game we've played. Uh, in large part due to that. And that's a great skill because it's sometimes it's the team momentum. Sometimes you have a hard time recapturing that. We, we've been able to, to recapture it and grab it and, and, uh, and kind of have each other's backs, which has been a great skill. Now, obviously, the thing we want to develop is being able to surge at the same time. And we've, we've had moments of that this year, but to do that more often where you really got a chance to, to knock people out and separate. I want to jump to the highlight of the game, the the fourth down strip by Caleb Williams of Kennedy Brooks. Um, you, you talked about after the game, you practice got to have it plays. What does that mean? Tell us more about that. Did you 
know the rule in advance. We were on the radio, I think on television broadcast, everybody's trying to figure out what's the rule in this situation. Yeah. Yeah. Did you understand all of that? And then tell us more about what gotta have it plays you do. Yeah, uh, when, no, when it happened, I, I knew it was legal. You know, the key, the key being that it was behind the line of scrimmage. Um, I mean, that's, that's, the, that's the whole key there. I mean, when, when the ball's behind the line of scrimmage and both players are behind the line of scrimmage, there's nothing that you, there's really nothing that you couldn't do to exchange the ball, you know, forward, backward, handoff, pitch, throw. It, it doesn't matter. Um, so I knew we were good there. Um, yeah, and then the got to have it situations, I mean, have we, <laughs> we obviously have not practiced this one. I don't think that anybody has. Maybe people will start now. Um, but I think it's more of a – we talk to our guys that every now and then in games you get in situations where it's a it, – it becomes a, a desperation type situation, meaning uh, you could take maybe unnecessary – or not unnecessary, kind of abnormal risks that you wouldn't take on a normal play because of that situation. And that, that situation became one. It was a fourth down, and not only was it a fourth down, but – we're clearly not going to get the first down. Ball carry gets wrapped up. You would never in a million years do uh, what Caleb and Kennedy both did because that's that's one of the beautiful things about the play is for it to work. Like they had to both process that, and there's no way either one of them were thinking one second before that ball snapped that that was going to be a possibility. But they had to both process that, hey, it stopped. We got to do something. There's you know there's really no risk here. You know, or no, no, there's nothing really worse that can happen here. And so they both instinctively did it. Now, did, have we coached and taught that exact, that exact thing happening? No, but it's two smart players that understood the situation. And that's why when Caleb went to go grab for it, Kennedy realized what he was doing and, and gave him the ball. So a remarkable play. I mean, it's uh, on the, on the football IQ scale, it's, it's, off the charts. I mean, it's as good as I've ever seen. Uh, but it starts with those guys being in tune and knowing the situation. And they uh, a ton of credit to those two guys. Another weird situation in the game was the power going out. And yeah. it was the first quarter, so the clock wasn't nearly as big of an issue as it was or as it would be later in a game or later in a half. But can you walk us through that? What What was going on with you guys with the clock and the officials keeping the – the play clock and where the headsets going, like what was that whole whole situation like? Yeah, our headsets work on a, a I don't know if it's a generator, bat, battery powered, but they, I remember at one point in the game, they told us they thought we had about maybe 15 minutes left of headsets. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then at that point, if the headsets go out, then you, you tell the referees and then, you know, you basically you make a decision to continue on with the game and both sides have to take their headsets off so that there's not a unfair advantage or, you know, so if, Kansas has worked and ours didn't or vice versa. Um, and that happens from time to time in games and typically both sides just take them off. Does everyone um, come down from the press box if that happens? You you would have the option to do that. You know, the, the negative would be is if you brought people down and then, and then they booted back up, you would not have people up there. Um, so you would have the option to do that. Uh, typically when it's happened in games for us it hasn't been like long a long period of time so typically we've left guys up there in the anticipation of them coming back on yeah and then when you lose clocks um i don't know if i've ever been in one where we lost a game clock i've been at places where all of a sudden the play clock is not functioning um we had one actually i think last year somewhere um and and 
what you do is the back judge who he's the he's for people at home that's the referee that's behind the defense in the middle of the field they they'll they'll start to signal um so in the game the other day it was going to be when the play clock got down to 10 and they're literally keeping it on a watch he raises his hand and then when it goes to five seconds he puts him out to the side so that the quarterback uh can see that uh, the coaches can see it, but it's it's an adjustment. It's because you're so you get so in tune to like one of the first things we do when we walk into the stadium is talk to all of our players about like where the play clock is. So you you kind of you know at home you play all the time you know right where to look. Different stadiums it's in different places. So when that happens you got to get, get zeroed in and see that official because they'll they'll throw a delay game if you don't pay attention. You said at your press conference today uh, this week you've attack the issues, and you build on the positives. You've talked about the positives, uh, finishing games, offense and defense, always having each other's back. What are the issues as you see them? What are the issues you've been trying to attack this week? Um, no, I think I really honestly for the first time all year, uh, penalties. Uh, penalties were instrumental in us handing over a lot of momentum to Kansas defensively and then and then not – Regrabbing the momentum offensively in the first half. I mean, I, I, I think the score in that first half I think is remarkably different without the some of the penalties that we created. I mean, just self-inflicted errors. Um, I think that's I think that's one. Um, I think all sides of the ball uh, are, are consistent. Our, our consistency level is not where we want it to be. Again, we have moments, we have flashes, uh, but we're not. We're not playing well enough together, and I think you know as you can go back and circle a lot of reasons. There's multiple reasons on on both sides of the ball. Uh, there is the thing, the things that I see are there. They're typically in two categories. Uh, one that most of the errors are self-inflicted, and two, um, they're all very. I'm not say easily because nothing in this game is easily correctable, but they're all very correctable. They're all things that we can control and do better. So. Um, at the end of the day, we've got to coach better. At the end of the day, these guys, us, all of us, we have to prepare better. Um, and it's a fine line. And it's such a, you know, the margin between, I said at the press still today, I mean, the, after the emotions of the game wore off, we're flying home and I'm watching it, watching the game, you see the, the parts that you don't like, you see how close they are to actually being really, really good. But you know, the margins are so thin in this game. And so you, you got to – it doesn't take much to push over the edge and, and flip the results. And uh, like I said, we're – when we're not good – when we're playing well, we're doing some good things. When we're not playing well, we're pretty close. And I see it as very controllable and very correctable by us. One of the trends that's been really good here as, as you've gone down the stretch is Hazelwood down on the goal line. Um, that's, that's turned into a great weapon and – you know, there were some times where, you know, it didn't work and maybe it was rhythm was off or, or something, but you guys have kept going to him, and all of a sudden he's turned into a beast down there, and the chemistry between he and Caleb Williams in the tight red zone looks great. Yeah, yeah. No, Jaden's been a, a good weapon for us down there. He's a, he's a big body. Um, he's got really strong hands. He's, his routes are, I think, just week in and week out, continuing to get better and better, get more confident. Had some opportunities down there in the Texas game that he didn't make, and but there was some kind of kind of like talking about us as a team right now. There were some very small fundamental things 
that he didn't do with his opportunities in the Texas games. He had two or three in that game. And we identified them. He corrected them. And, and literally, the only thing different he's done in the last few games when he's caught all these touchdowns, I mean, there's just been a couple of very, like, tiny, tiny fundamental things he's done better. And it's made all the difference in the world. And so they're kind of a, a microcosm of the team and, and, you know, where our team is and where we think our team can get to. All right, break time, our opening segment with Coach, brought to you by Noble McIntyre, McIntyre Law, the law firm you should turn to for all your personal injury needs. When we come back, we'll hit some of our fan questions out there tonight. Gabe Eichert, a hard-hitting question coming up for Lincoln Riley as well. Butkus brain teaser coming up. Stay with us. Thank you to our Cornerstone Television partners, OU Health and Anheuser-Busch, and our community partners, Fowler Auto Group, OU Health, OG&E, and Coca-Cola. Sooner Sports TV is brought to you by the best place to gear up for game day is shop.soonersports.com. Kincaid Coach Lines, the official motor coach carrier of Sooner Athletics. Bud Light, it's for the fans. Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue, bringing you the best in real Texas barbecue. Homeland, your homegrown advantage. Proud sponsor of Sooner Athletics. Walden Cleaners and Laundry, where the difference is quality. Welcome back to Rudy's, everybody. Hey, the One Pass is your one ticket to 80-plus Sooner Athletic events and access to exclusive experiences. Go to Soonersports.com slash One Pass for more information on how to experience the best in collegiate athletics. Make sure you're there for the next Sooner Magic Moment by locking in your membership with the Sooner Club. Your 2022 membership renewal now available, including early renewal incentives and monthly payment plans. For more information, go to SoonerClub.com slash Renew2022 today. All right, we welcome back in Coach Lincoln Riley now, and it is time for our Academy Sports and Outdoors question of the night from one of their employees. Here's tonight's question. Hey, Coach, how have you and your staff had to change the last couple of years with an early signing period added in December? Ooh, good question. Um, yeah, it's changed a lot. That has made the uh, time after the, the Big 12 championship through <laughs> um, through the uh, through the bowl game as the most hectic time uh, of the year for sure. But it's uh, no, it's definitely changed a lot. There's a lot of parts about it I like. I mean, I love you know being able to get the majority of your class signed, knowing kind of who you have, uh, knowing kind of what you need going into that second period. Uh, early in the spring. So that part's been good, but it is hectic. And it's it's the one thing that's been really difficult is, you know, you typically, as a head coach, you try to get out and see all these guys and the, the balance of trying to see guys all over the country. You still got a team practicing, getting ready for a, a big game coming up. Um, it's made it a little tougher. You hadn't been able to see all of them as much as, or maybe spend as much time with them and their families as you would like. But I do think the, the positives outweigh the negatives. Yeah, it's been wild. I feel like every year, I think that was the first year as head coach, right? It was the early signing period. You've there, had maybe the second. Yeah, maybe the second. It's it, been a few, but yeah, it was it was early in the career. It was uh, 
I thought it like I thought I was busy, and then that <laughs> that uh, that put a new spin on it. Yeah. Then you've had the the transfer rules change, yeah. NIL stuff. Uh, it's a constantly changing landscape, but that's a good thing, I guess. Um, running game against Kansas. You know, we had a couple of weeks, and it started against Kansas State. Started running the ball really well. Continued that against Texas and TCU and. What was it against Kansas that made the the going a little bit tougher? I know you did have the you busted the big one on the reverse, which I loved that play call at that time in the game, but it looked like it was hard for Kennedy to get rolling. Yeah, you know we we weren't real clean early in the run game. We were okay early in the run game. Um, honestly, yeah, I missed a couple of assignments. I mean, a lot of it I think was just the there wasn't. There weren't many plays. I mean, yeah. you know, I mean, I think we had, I don't know what it was in the first half, 17 plays or 18 plays. I mean, and, and so there just wasn't a lot of anything. And you, several, like you saw right there, that were just kind of shoestring tackles. That then I give the safeties uh, credit from Kansas, but I mean, I don't know how many times we got tackled just like that. And those are ones that we've been getting out of. You're going to see another one right here. Um, and so. We weren't quite as good on the second level. Um, we did have the couple of explosives, obviously, that were that were big in the game. Um, but yeah, running game was was solid. But you know, we didn't really have many of the spectaculars from the backs. Uh, I thought Eric Gray ran really well with the ball. I know the majority of his, just with the way the the game flowed, ended up being receptions. But I thought he was definitely a bright spot for us. And you know, Kennedy was tough, physical. I mean. A lot of the, the yardage came in kind of four-minute scenarios and short yardage runs. And, I mean, they, you know, not all in kind of your normal actual scenarios. So, a little bit of all. But we, we certainly can be a little bit cleaner and, and, and our backs can do a little bit better job on the second level of, of making those defenders miss. All right, Coach. I'm not real bright. Uh, Teddy has taken a lot of hits to the head in his <laughs> career. But Gabe Eichard was an academic All-American. Like, Oh, really? I think several nice. times anyway. So we all always ask him to ask like a deep, like a more thoughtful question. <laughs> okay. Here's Gabe's question tonight. All right. Lincoln, I'm sure Toby and Teddy are just lobbing you softball. So I'll, I'll ask you the tough questions. Mike Leach has established a rather anti-candy corn stance this week with it being tech week, with your relationship with Mike. Where do you fall on this? Candy corn, good or bad? <laughs> I am with Mike. Candy corn is awful. <laughs> awful. Wow. I, I think one of the worst candies ever. I'm not going to go on. I, I, I'm not going to, nor could I go off on the tangent uh, that he went off on. Actually, uh, Coach Gundy was showing us that that, uh, that made Jimmy Kimmel, which is, <laughs> which is fantastic. But, uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm with him. Candy corn is, is not where it's at. That's uh, – Never, never been a favorite of mine. Any opinion of European candy? It sounds like uh, Coach Leach loves European candy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what is European I candy, know, man? Know. Come on. I, I, have I no could just idea. picture him like going into the dollar store and seeing him in the candy aisle holding a couple of bags of candy and going through things. He'd probably go into a dissertation there about it as yeah. well. Yes, right. he would. Yes, Funny he would. stuff. What about you? Pro or anti? Uh, uh, what I say really doesn't matter because I'll eat pretty much anything. That's true. It's it's just okay, but it's not something I go for. But I'll eat it. What uh, what's your relationship with Sonny? With Sonny Cumbie? Yeah, uh, Sonny was a, a was a player when I got to, to Tech, um, and then uh, and then yeah, he he obviously 
played ball a little bit, and then when he came back as a uh, as a uh, I can't remember if he came back immediately as a student assistant or as a as a graduate assistant, but one of the young young staffers on our uh, on our staff. I I just moved into the receiver role, um, so. We were uh, on staff for a couple of years there together. Got to know each other well as as players first, and then and then in the staff role. And uh, he was actually kind of ironically part of that staff that uh, you know when Mike got fired and and we ended up with an interim situation. Now ours was just for a bowl game, um, uh, but he was he was a part of that staff as well. And so, now I've known him for a long time. He's a good friend. Uh, really good football coach. I've uh, kept up with each other throughout the years. So. Um, you know, these situations are, are never easy. Hate it for 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 Matt. Um, you know, it's one of the obviously the ugly parts of our business. Um, but on the flip side, I'm happy for Sonny to to get an opportunity to to lead the program, and I know he'll do a really good job. So whenever a, a coach does get an opportunity like that, and it doesn't happen a whole lot, but when you go into a game, and it's rarely is it week of, but you will face an interim coach from time to time. Does the radar have to be up because you got a coach that's kind of uh, in a, you know, a, a job interview type of situation and they maybe want to do something differently? Not that what we did before was wrong, but let's maybe go a couple of different directions offensively and defensively. Does that make preparation any different? Yeah, I mean, I think you just got to be ready for a lot. I mean, there's you have a you have kind of a a situation created there where it's kind of a back against the wall and in, in some ways kind of nothing to lose type of mentality. I know that's not – you don't always feel that way when you're in that moment because I've, I've been on the other side of this. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you've got to be ready that, that things could change and you don't you don't always know necessarily, you know, maybe what, you know, the the head coach, the, the, the former head coach was um, – maybe mandating or, or saying that we want to do this, want to do that, that maybe the, the coordinators now or the interim coach, Coach Cumbie, maybe they don't feel the same way. So, yeah, I mean, I think you got to be ready for anything and everything. There certainly will probably be some things new, and uh, we'll have to be ready to adjust. All right, we'll take a break. Fan questions plus our Butkus Brain Teaser coming up next with Coach Riley. It's OU Texas Tech, 2.30 kickoff Saturday in Norman. We'll be right back. Sooner Sports TV is brought to you by Riverwind Casino. Still the one. Academy Sports and Outdoors. Get your officially licensed Sooners gear at Academy Sports and Outdoors. Preferred sporting goods retailer of Oklahoma Athletics. We want to thank all of our Sooner Radio Network affiliates across the state and region. Fans can check out Soonersports.com for an affiliate in your area. And if you're traveling outside of the state of Oklahoma, you can listen to all the action on either Sirius XM Radio or download the Varsity Network app and listen free. Welcome back, everybody. It's Sooner Sports Talk here at Rudy's. Toby and Teddy with you. We got one more segment with Lincoln Riley, and then we're going to let uh, Teddy pontificate a little bit. Uh, Coach, we're going to rifle through some fan questions for you tonight. Uh, first, it's at Sooner Steve says... What can you do as coaches to change things up to help the team be better on third and fourth downs defensively? Oh, man, there's there's always a lot of answers to that. You know, good team defense comes from all three levels. And, uh, you know, we've got to 
it's kind of like our, us as a football team right now. If you've got one level that's uh, that's struggling, then the other levels have got to play very well. Um, obviously, in a perfect world, you get all three levels you know, really playing well together. Um, and I think for us, it starts with our front. Uh, we've got to continually do a great job of, of rushing the passer, you know, of, of stopping the run so that we can put people in those third and longs where we feel like that we can really be aggressive. And uh, that's when we're at our best. And so... Certainly things that can be better at all three levels, but that's uh, that's certainly where it starts for us right now. Uh, just that made me think of something and wanted to get your take on it. And my m- numbers may be a little off, but I think we faced, and maybe this was before the weekend, but 21 fourth downs, and the next closest in the conference was like seven or eight. So it's 23 now. Is it 23 now? Yeah. So people are obviously way more aggressive, and you talked about this, getting everyone's best shot they're way more aggressive and I think that that's a big factor on third and long like typically on third and long you think keep everything in front of you rally up and tackle but then you know they're kind of playing it that way to go for it on fourth so is there is there anything you can do to prepare for that or does that change you guys thinking on the sideline a little bit whenever it may be a where a situation where someone might go for it on fourth when typically you wouldn't see that yeah, yeah, no, it's it's we've certainly seen, you know, people being more aggressive there. And I mean, I think that's I mean, one, you, you try not to put yourself in those situations where they can go for it on fourth down, you know, meaning if you get that that three and out, uh, you know, get that three, those three good plays in a row early in the drive, uh, much more difficult typically to go for that, you know, in your own territory versus, you know, maybe they get a couple first downs and at midfield you stop and get the fourth down and now all of a sudden you know, most people against us are going to go for it if it's anything. And I mean, we've seen some pretty aggressive ones. Um, I mean, we, we, you know, we've seen some fourth and longs that people have attempted. So, um, yeah, I mean, you got to not put yourself in position that much. If people are going to be that aggressive, uh, then you got to make them pay. You start getting stops on fourth down. Uh, people are going to be much less likely to go for it, knowing that they're going to flip around and give give our offense really good field position. So. I think it still comes down to be as, as effective as possible. Now, if you're having to face four downs more often, are you going to give up first downs more often? Yeah, of course you are. It's just the it's just the nature of it. But uh, we can do some things to help ourselves, one, not be in that position and do better when we get in it. This is from David Ash on Twitter. How's the team's morale after playing eight straight games without a break? Uh, this is week nine of nine in a row. You guys feeling it? No, nah, yeah, this is this is what we do. I mean, that's just, I, I showed the team a graphic that I mean, people don't realize you, you guys playing in the NFL, you know, bodies a lot older, taking and giving a lot more hits. Those guys in the league are playing 10, 11, 12, 13, even sometimes 14 games straight. So, I mean, this is, I mean, this, this is what we do, man. This is what we work all year for. So, I'll, uh, I'm excited for the tech game. I'll be disappointed we don't have a game the next weekend. You don't have a game the next weekend. So, uh, Randy Martin, as head coach, interesting question here. As head coach, how much time do you spend monitoring defensive practice? Um, There's parts of practice that I am there. Um, I say monitoring. I'm I'm certainly there. Want to want to have a presence there. Want to be able to lend an eye when I can. Um, Certainly, the majority of practice I'm with the offense, just based on the role and how we set it up. but, yeah, once, when we're off the field, time with our defensive coaches, time with our defensive players, plenty there. But at practice fields, there's a little bit of give and take there uh, with the way of our, of our uh, staff set up. Uh, I wanted to ask you about Stogner. Um, 
We know the battle he went through for, for a year trying to get back, and he's back and healthy. There's been some opportunities out there, but it seems like it's been kind of hard to get him in the mix. Is that just the way games have unfolded with you guys and, and the defenses that you've seen? Yeah, a little bit of everything. You know, I think he's, you know, with the, with the type of injury he had, everything that he went through, you know, it's kind of like, it's kind of like Hazelwood. It's, there's getting back to where you can play football, and then there's getting back to, you know, your peak or 100%. And those are two different things. And so I think for him, it's been, a, it's been a long climb back. I do feel like he's starting to really get himself in a good place. Uh, you know, he's really starting to practice better, move better. You just see him feel like starting to get kind of back to himself a little bit. Um, and I mean, the, the, the nature is too. I mean, we've had some things that the ball hadn't quite found him. He's also in a room where we have, you know, two other really, really good players and we're using all three of those guys a lot. Um, you know, those guys have kind of had their, each have had their moments, but you know, Stog's a good player and uh, he's, he's getting back more healthy. And, and, you know, he's a guy that we certainly want to continue to get more involved because he is a really good weapon. Congrats to David Ash, the winner of our $50 gift card tonight, our Rudy's Anywhere Sooners Everywhere question of the night. All right, it is time now for tonight's Butkus Brain Teaser brought to you by the Oklahoma Education Association, fighting unapologetically for every student across the state, no matter their zip code. Teddy, you're on a one-week winning streak. What do you have yeah, for Coach Riley it's tonight? It's the longest winning streak in the country for this. Uh, it's true. For this thing. All right, here we go. Um, 2016 OU versus Texas Tech, Okay. There is 13.35 left in the first quarter. The score is 0-0. Zero, zero. Second and 10, minus 44, right hash. Game's just underway. Just underway. So this is, yeah, this is the crazy Baker Mahomes game, huh? Oh, yeah. There's only about I can't believe you 50 play scoring play. plays to choose from. Uh, I'm sorry, you have to give me the, the oh, give me the give me the stats one more time. Okay, there. 2016 Tech game, 13:30 left in the first quarter. Score is 0-0. Second and ten, minus 44 yard line, right hash. We are really rooting for you tonight, Coach. There's <laughs> a seam pass to Mixon for a touchdown. I'm pretty sure that's right. Is that the answer? Yeah. That's Seam that's pass it. to Mixon for a touchdown. All right, let's roll the tape. 2016, we go back to this. Mm. That's a seam pass to Mixon. Back in the win column, ladies and gentlemen. Lincoln Riley yeah. back in the win column. That's good to he see. Did, he didn't give me an interception this week. I know it. <laughs> I caught some grief for that one. What's, I'll never do, do you, that how again. How do you catalog? Like, how do you go about trying to go like go back to 16? What's the process in here? That's your. Um, yeah, I just I, I first got to like, all right, was it home or away? Like, when you go back that far, it's like, all right, were we in Lubbock? Were we here? All right, what was the game? And then, yeah, after that, just yeah, kind of kind of by quarters. You know, was it, I think it was a scoring play or a big play, and then, uh, yeah, and then, and then the hash normally kind of helps tie it all together. Amazing. I'm glad you got it. I can't live with this guy the way it is. If you had gotten two in a row, <laughs> uh, it would have been really his head, his head would have gotten a little it too big. It would have been tough. Yeah. It would have uh, been already, tough. Already there. Coach, good luck against <laughs> the Red Raiders, and thanks for your time tonight. All right.
Thanks, guys. Appreciate Lincoln it. Lincoln Riley, everybody. We'll take a break. We're not done yet. We'll chat with Butkus when we come back here at Rudy's. Sooner Sports TV is brought to you by the Sooner Sports Podcast is your all-access radio pass to Sooner Sports. Listen as Toby Rowland and Chris Plank talk all things Sooners. New episodes drop every day. Log on to Soonersports.com slash podcast or search Sooner Sports Podcast in your favorite podcast provider. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Allstate and Riverwind Casino. Log on to Soonersports.com slash kids for information about joining the Sooner Junior Kids Club presented by OG&D. Brought to you in part by Orthodontics Exclusively and the Oklahoma Healthcare Authority. All right, time for our Big 12 report presented by Kincaid Coach Lines, the official motor coach carrier of OU Athletics. Go to KincaidCoach.com for more information. Teddy, that's a pretty good slate of games right there. No, it is. I think that Baylor-Texas game is going to be really interesting. Uh, TCU-Kansas State, obviously. Yeah, it's it's a nice slate of games. And, you know, Baylor, Iowa State, and Oklahoma State are all playing really good football, but also all in a situation where you really can't risk playing, like having a down week and losing a football game because they've all got Oklahoma coming up. And if you take a loss in between now and then, you have a really good shot at eliminating yourself from uh, chances of making the conference championship. Pick those for me real fast. Who you got? I'll take Baylor. I'll take Kansas State, Oklahoma State, Iowa State, Oklahoma. I, I uh, The only one I would disagree with you on is I think uh, Texas is going to go down to Waco and win. Really? Gabe and I – hash that out in the last hour. I, I think that uh, there's a chance that because Texas is offense, but Baylor is such a well-balanced football team. Uh, you know, offensively, they're ranked higher than Oklahoma offensively in the country right now, and their offense is almost completely balanced, like 235 yards a game passing, 240 running. Uh, they only give up like 18 points a game on defense. They don't turn the football over. Bo Hannon as, as quarterback has been really efficient. This is just an all-around good football team. Men's and women's basketball mini plans, single-game tickets on sale now. Don't miss any of the action. Secure your seats today. Call 405-324-2424 or go to Soonersports.com slash tickets. Exhibition opener for the women is Sunday. For the men is Monday. Then the next week, the regular season gets underway. Teddy's keys to OU Texas Tech when we come back. Final segment of Sooner Sports Talk here at Rudy's coming up next. Stay with us. Sooner Sports TV is brought to you by Bud Light. It's for the fans. Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue, bringing you the best in real Texas barbecue. Homeland, your homegrown advantage. Proud sponsor of Sooner Athletics. OU's football games are available on Exodus 96.5 FM in Oklahoma City and 101.5 FM El Patron in Tulsa, as well as on those stations' websites. Each OU Spanish broadcast will feature a 30-minute pregame show and a 15-minute postgame show. 
All right, welcome back. Final segment. Hey, whether you're home gating or tailgating for the OU game, make a winning play with Tostitos chips. Tostitos packs the crunch for a touchdown in taste. Madden fans, the level next Madden National Championship eSports tournament streaming now, sponsored by Unilever, which will donate one million meals to Feeding America. Watch the best college students, Madden players, compete for $100,000 in cash by watching on Twitch. Just search Level Next GG. And Sooner fans, when you download the Chick-fil-A app and order, you can start earning points toward delicious rewards. All right, Teddy, we got the Red Raiders coming to town this weekend. 2.30 kickoff on Owen Field. Hard team to know exactly where they are emotionally. They lost their coach this week. Sonny Cumbie takes over. What's the keys to victory for Lincoln Riley's team? Well, I think, number one, we've got to have a fast start. Offensively, defensively, if the defense is up, we got to get off the field, uh, whether it's a three and out or maybe giving up a first down and then digging in. We've got to get off the field uh, defensively if we're out there. We can't allow these long drives. Um, offensively, if we're out there, it'd be nice to, to go out there and get up to a nice lead early and kind of settle into a game to where – doesn't feel like we're, we're grinding things out and trying to creep back into a game. Um, I think special teams is always a factor. That's always going to be a buffer zone for us to where we can really blow a game open and, and make it to where an opponent doesn't have the ability to catch back up to us. And we got to win the line of scrimmage. Uh, with the talent that we have offensively and defensively, there wasn't a big enough uh, a win on either side of the ball at the line of scrimmage against Kansas. Our defensive line should be able to dominate. We're getting healthier there. Offensive line, we've played with the same five now for a couple weeks in a row. We should really start to hit that stride right now and dominate in the running game. It sounds like Jalen Redmond might be coming yeah. back this week. Big. Hopefully some guys in the secondary. Boy, it'd be nice to play well going into the bye, you yeah. know, to feel good about yourself, to have some swagger going into the two weeks because you got that three-week stretch that's going to be the toughest three-week stretch of the season after and, that. And it's going, to be, it's going to be a lot of fun. You know, we're playing the by far the best three teams in the conference right there to end the season. Boom, boom, boom in three weeks. Uh, it's going to really start to be uh, a pressure type of situation. The, the playoffs rankings and standings are going to be out. Be going coming to a head there at the end of the year. It's going to be fun. The first playoff rankings, for what it's worth, and that's not much, but the first ones come out a week from tonight – by the way, and then really the race starts to take shape after that, and every week we'll see exactly what the Sooners have to do to, to get in. All right, 2.30 kickoff on Saturday. Teddy and I with Chris Plank and Gabe Eichrode will have pregame coverage for you on Sooner Radio starting at 12.30. Want to bring your uh, headset with you to state? Nothing makes our hearts happier than looking out from the press box, and we see you all with your headphones on down below us. So you can listen in the stadium on 107.7 FM. Want to thank Coach Riley for joining us tonight. Gabe Eichert in the first hour. Want to thank Drake Dyken, Matt Archibald, Maddie Taylor as well for helping make this show possible. We'll see you next week here at Rudy's. Actually, two weeks here at Rudy's. Boomer Sooner, everybody.
Sooner Sports Talk has been presented by Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue, bringing you the best in real Texas barbecue. Sooner Sports Talk is also brought to you by Bud Light. It's for the fans. And by Homeland, proud sponsor of Sooner Football. The preceding has been a Learfield presentation on the Sooner Sports Network.